Am I coming through clear now, guys? Uh, man, am I excited. This is a new and improved Basquard Radio 2.0 with the uh, official podcasting equipment, not the rinky-dink, rinky-dink uh, setup I had before while I was recording this on my phone. Now I have a full-screen monitor, a audio mixing table, a microphone, a spit guard, everything that <laughs> I went there to buy a, a new, a better microphone, and I came home with all this. And then I wasn't satisfied, so I went out and bought an entire desktop computer and used my 47-inch TV to hook it up to. So I went from a cell phone sitting in my bedroom by myself to something ridiculous overnight. So hope it uh, turns out, and this is a really, really exciting and fun opportunity for me to uh, keep this keep this going. Um, yeah, the quality is going to be obviously a little bit better, and... I just there's just uh no limits now. We got uh we got a, we're fully we're getting really uh really into this now. It uh yeah, B- Basquad is becoming more recognizable to people. It's it's more fun for me to be doing this and having higher quality cuz you know the content I guess the content is there and I've never really had a problem with that. Uh not to sound arrogant or anything like that, but it, I mean it's I don't really have a problem sitting here and talking about really strange topics or or what have you, you know. Um, I'm I'm I have extreme ADD, so I actually have to close all the tabs down if I'm not actually looking something up. But and the reason I said that is because obviously I closed all my tabs down right there. Um, I have no clue on what I was going, so I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are new to the podcast, um, because we're this is gonna be the first episode. I think I think I'm gonna start fresh. If you guys uh want to listen to the old ones old ones as i say it was so long ago i did it one two days ago but um they're all on uh potomatic so that's basquadcorp.potomatic.com um all 12 of them are on there i'm not really sure 100 percent on uh, whether or not i want to keep uh i'm gonna upload these also to our new new hosting site and our hope and itunes so this is good to uh to get some practice in and you know if you guys like it we'll just re-up them i mean what's all, all it's, it's all it's about i mean we're just gonna here to keep things free and the other ones were fun i mean we me and uh teddy talked last time ted is an, a member of basketball if you guys are new to this uh he goes by toe jr on twitter and stuff so we talked about college fishing just as a little recap we talked about fun experiences so check out podcast episode number 12 i think this one i'm gonna label i haven't really decided yet whether or not i want to label them uh, episode one, two, three, blah, blah, blah. Cause I, I've been having practice a little bit with guests on my old pod or uh, I gotta stop saying old pod <laughs> podcast, but, but, uh, on the other format where literally I was editing them on my cell phone. So those were fun. Um, but now I'm a little bit more legit. I actually can wire phone calls directly to the audio mixer and the computer. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, our new goals right now is just to uh, just to expand completely. Uh, I I think this podcast is good. I think we got a lot of other outlets that were – the thing with us is that we're not confined to just T-shirt sales or just reporting something that obviously if anybody has read any articles in, in the fishing field, it's, it's definitely geared one way or – you know, it's not. It's done a certain way, and we don't do anything a certain way, which is which is fun. And it's, I think, I guess the main goal behind us is just complete and utter honesty. And we do 
are we are gonna say uh have opinions and have stances but you know my my thing is especially in everything in life is just do your best to just not throw anybody under the bus while you're doing that especially if you're naming somebody i mean i try to not name as many people as possible when i'm telling stories or something like that but i mean if, if you're talking about a touchy subject you gotta just use your opinions but present them in a the right way and i feel like i can present things in the right way uh so you know we don't know what what this is going to entail to be completely honest with everybody it, the, the support has just been absolutely unbelievable and i think we we launched late december 2013 and what is this march 13th 2014 so we've been live for just under see if my math is correct here three months <laughs> um and it was i think it was like december it was right around christmas i don't really 100 percent remember but um, yeah, so our, our reach has just been, been outstanding. So, uh, yeah, sorry to get distracted there, but, um, so it, it, we went from just us screwing around to be completely honest, screwing around on Twitter, making jokes, doing a lot of other things. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, we went to the Bassmaster Classic and I'm wearing my Bass Squad hoodie and someone's recognizing me, which is really strange especially seeing as I'm not doing anything really. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep on, keep on keeping on <laughs> if I'm going to use that, use that correctly. But, um, yeah, so to keep, to the, the reverb, to the, uh, revert away from bass fishing for a second here, I got, I was at work and I don't know if you guys have heard before or whatever, but I, I drive like a box truck, a delivery box truck, and I have a route every single day and, and whatever. So I, I'm on the road constantly, which is it's pretty – it's whatever. It, it's it's a job. It's a job. So so I'm driving in the left-hand lane because in Wisconsin you got like just the, – the roads are just terrible. And for some reason they're way worse in the right-hand lane. My truck just bounces and my my shocks aren't, aren't very good. And uh, so, so I went – on the right side, I'm driving, and then I, I, I see, feel a couple of po uh, potholes, and I swerve over to the left-hand lane. I stay in there for a little bit. I'm driving like 74 on a 65. Well, then I'm looking in my my mirrors, and some black Yukon or some expensive truck, brand new, just comes flying up behind me. He's swerving back and forth. He can't turn in the right lane because there's a car. So I speed up a little bit, and I get over. And mind you, this is maybe 15 seconds of him tailgating me. He's already losing his mind. I can just tell. So I get over the right lane. He gives me a look and throws his hands up, completely not looking at the road, staring at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I, I just, one of those, <laughs> that is one of the things that the people that I absolutely hate is just, what are you in such a hurry for that you're going to get so mad at me for, for doing that, for just being, for just driving. So I, you know, whatever I get, so I'm driving a little bit, and this guy. So then, like five minutes later, I I'm still on the same freeway, and then way up ahead, I see two semis, and this same black car. The semis are bo in both lanes; they're traveling like two abreast down the freeway, and this black car is swerving back and forth, trying to get around. I'm I'm like, what, what is what is this option at this point? Are you gonna go into the under the shoulder and freaking pass on the right side? <laughs> I don't know. So so, anyways. I end up getting right next to him or, or like behind him sort of. I don't know. So I cut over to the right. The one truck starts speeding up and I'm passing him. So obviously 
<laughs> I, I'm not a douchebag whatsoever, and I hate people that are, but I just did this thing where I looked back at him, did the same exact motions, and had a stupid, douchey smile and smirk on my face. And I can't describe anything more than this guy's this rage. Just I could just see his face <laughs> turn bright red, and he's gripping the steer. I'm I'm describing what this is. I so you guys can see me through this microphone. I, I've said that before, but this guy is just it's something like this guy. I don't know those type of people. I I I'm happy. That he's pissed off and this is going to ruin his day because I know that he's just one of those guys that just is in a hurry for everything. He's rich. He's the type of dude who's just entitled to everything. I, I, I bet he's the type of guy who's like walking his dog, his pea coat is on. He's got a cell phone talking about some stock or how much money he has. Meanwhile, the dog is just taking a shit and he has no idea that he's just dragging the dog. The dog's still shitting and he, he looks, he doesn't even look back. Doesn't even pick it up. I, you know, <laughs> that is totally the type of guy he was. I mean, I saw I saw him for like 14 seconds, so I got a pretty good read on him. But but that's uh, that's pretty ironic. After I just said I don't like to talk about bad about people or, or judge judge anybody. But uh, <laughs> so that was my little story for the day. Um, but to get back to like people and support and everything like that. Um. I just peruse around on on our Twitter feed every once in a while just to see like the the, the the stuff that you guys are saying about us and and you know interacting and people talking and we always interact we always love to hear from you we always so you guys are clearly slacking because you're not uh, um, sending us enough stories because that's like the main thing I love to do is just read your guys' stories on here um, but anyway so so I have a wide variety of friends and. And I don't, you know, I, I don't really generally overlap my bass fishing because, you know, I'm, I'm an interesting person. But I, I don't like to overlap my bass fishing into, like, normal conversations a lot of times, especially if I'm with people that don't bass fish. So I had two separate, completely separate groups of people that I hung out with in, in college. So this one group of guys, and if you guys are listening, the 1758 crew better better get back together pretty soon because I I didn't even know none of them listened to this. Because this is a fishing podcast, and none of them really, like, seriously bass fished. So, I mean, I like to keep it light and keep it, like, especially when I do my nerd reports. I don't know if you guys want to continue listening to that because that's something I enjoy, and it's something that I like to inform you guys if you guys hadn't known about something strange and, like, physics or something stupid that I read or that I want to share with you. So, anyways, I, I go on our bass squad thing, and my buddy Mark comments on one of the podcasts i did with jeremy if you guys want to check that one out it's number 11 and he's not a bass fisherman jeremy's a uh was an act is an actor and we talked about well he's not an actor he's in the he's a theater major i'm sorry jeremy if i butchered that but we got into like stand-up comedy and mindset and all kinds of you know it was just a fun podcast that we kind of late but i tried tying everything into you know relating it to bass fishing but no Mark now comments and said, great podcast. Every topic you guys hit on was very interesting to listen to. Here's some thoughts on the various topics you were talking about. And I like how you guys talked about different hobbies, such as fishing and acting. I know your podcast is mainly fishing, but I think every so often you should get guests on with obscure hobbies and interview them about it. Keep making these. And you know what? I commented back. It's just so sweet to hear somebody that 
has nothing to do with the industry. I had no idea he even listened to it. And I, I was just like, you know what? That was one of the greatest compliments I could, I could have ever gotten. And I, so thanks a lot, Mark. Um, I'm glad you're listening and I keep hope you listen. And it was just so fun to, and I haven't, you know, I haven't talked to Mark in, in a long time. Like we haven't been in school for a year now. So, but anyways, he, he shared a couple of uh, hobby or a couple of links and I wanted to read because I talked about when I was talking, I, th- I don't even know if it was the last podcast with Jeremy and uh, number 11, but I was talking about how like you get in the zone with, casting and there's days where you can just have just an, uh, you, you can do things you didn't never thought you did or or i'm talking about stuff that turns into second nature where i see things that normal people don't see when i'm in the water like if i'm fish like jeremy had brought up when i was fishing i said why don't you cast there and he said well why what's the difference and you know those type little things just start standing out to me and it's not even it is second nature it's just like riding a bike so I'm sitting there and, you know, I'll cast under a dock and without even thinking about it. And Jeremy will just slack jawed. And, and I don't honestly, something I don't even try to do. And actually the funny thing is, is actually when I start trying to do things, I actually am a wor- worse at casting a little bit. Like when I start to really focus, I, I feel like I'm way better if I'm just relaxed. And Casey and I actually talked about uh, how we've been doing so much better in tournaments when we just sit around, <laughs> get together and just screw around and, talk shit the whole time and joke the whole time we actually do better and this is ties into just not really you know really being relaxed on the water and I, i'm trying to channel that i'm a really neurotic person i don't know if you can tell by my voc my speed when i'm talking or how i get off topic and you should see me on the boat because i'm jumping around running all over the place um it's I'm, I'm a mess so i try to stay calm but but anyways um, so we, we talk all the time and, and it really gets our mind off of fishing, which is actually the, what we want to do. So Mark, get back to my thing that I, one of those little harangue about, but so Mark, uh, sends me this, th- this Wikipedia page about unconscious competence. And, you know, I, I saw unconscious competence. I'm like, okay, here comes psychology. I'm a complete nerd. Mark's a complete nerd. I got to read about this. So it's, I, I didn't re- I haven't really read it yet because I kind of wanted to get my, initial reaction to my comments based on my initial my thing reading it so unconscious incompetence is the individual does not understand or know how to do something and does not necessarily recognize the deficit so that's when we're first starting out we first start throwing a casting rod or something like that and we're we're, we're not good at all so and we don't even know why we're not good we're just kind of like jeremy when he was fishing he just doesn't he didn't know what he was even supposed to do so he doesn't recognize when he's supposed to be you know, when he's recognized when he's not doing something right, if I, if that's not, if that's right. So that's the first stage of, uh, four stages of competence. So now the second stage is conscious incompetence. So that means you don't understand or know how to do something, but you recognize your deficit and as well as the value of a new skill and addressing the deficit, the making of mistakes can be integral and part of learning this process. So now that is your backlashing and your, your, your not being able to skip very well and you're you realize what you're bad at so you can now improve it now mistakes are made obviously and you know what what mistakes are made so this is really cool this is a really major stage of this is that i, I feel like this comp, conscious incompetence stage is something where it's the turning point and whether or not you want to learn this thing or not 
are you just going to get frustrated and just say, screw it, give it up, throw the rod down? Or are you going to continue to work at it because you really love to do it? Now, this I think this is the spot where you start to separate from whether or not you want to pursue to become really, really good at something. So now the next one is conscious competence. Now, this is where I was at a couple years ago, I believe. The individual understands or knows how to do something. However, demonstrating the skill or knowledge requires extreme concentration. It may be broken down into steps. There's a heavy conscious involvement in ex executing the new skill. Now, this is where you, you figure out the perfect spot to reel up the frog to or whatever. If you want to skip it, you know, you know, okay, one o'clock, two o'clock, and then down, you, you know, you're, you're going over this process in your head, trying to like recreate muscle memory. If I'm, if I'm thinking about this right, I'm trying to phrases in Tyler Galachner or TG language. See, my name is Galachner, so I don't go by that. I just go by TG because it's way easier to say. <laughs> I've had enough weigh-ins where me and Casey, and he goes by CK for the same reason, will be at a weigh-in and somebody will announce us on one of the largest tournament trails in Wisconsin, and it'll be Casey Kamichek and Tyler Galachner is a nightmare for someone who just sees it for the first time. So we go, by, we, we don't, and it's spelled even weirder. Both of us have strange spellings. So luckily Ted Johnson and Nick Carter are the other two. So that's, those two are at least understandable. But from what I was trying to say is that I, I honestly completely forgot where I was with this, but so this is where this is where I'm just trying to describe it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I was pretty much done wrapping that, that point up. I believe this is why I'm, it's I'm good at have, do, I, I like doing this by myself, but it's fun to have guests and actually, so I can banter back and forth and like consciously write something down because I get distracted really easily for the 50th time. I'll tell you that again, but so now this is the one Mark was highlighting unconscious. And this is some funny because I didn't realize in the kind of the point of this is I didn't realize I was even this at this level at, at certain certain aspects of fishing i'm not that good at finesse fishing i know i'm not good at crankbait fishing i'm not really that great at reading my electronics but i'm pretty proficient in in shallow water and so that's just generally where i like to where i like to stay so oh i gotta write something down uh hey guys remind me to get back on shallow water if you guys <laughs> if you guys can somehow speak to me through my microphone after it, it just you know what invent a time machine watch uh back to the future and get back to me. Um, so the individual has so, this is unconscious competence. Now this is the fourth step. The individual has so much practice with a skill that has become second nature and can be performed easily. As a result, the silk skill can be performed while executing another task. The individual may be able to teach it to others depending on how and when it was learned. So this is, this is so funny because it completely range true with everything in, in bass fishing. Now, you you suck at it at first. You get a little bit better. You realize you're getting better, and all of a sudden, bam, you're a master at it. And you're not 100% of a master because there's really there's really no true mastery. I don't think. I don't believe there's ever an endpoint. I said this before. My favorite quote is George Carlin: "Life has no, or art has no finish line," and it it really it is really the truth. It, where there's no such thing as getting to a point and being happy with it. Fishing is is there, there's no it's no exception. There's no there's no level to get at where you can be, can't be any better. I mean, you can always improve on everything. There is millions of variables, and I I'm serious about this. Millions of variables when it comes to everything about fishing. I remember reading, and this this came true to me. I think, jeez, four or five years ago, when I read 
bass strategies for the first time, and that's you know Kevin Van Dam's book he wrote back in ninety one or ninety two, whatever. He was talking about how he, the average angler, buys something, puts it on a rod, and casts it out and reels it in. Well, he wants to make sure that the rod is right, the reel is right, casting distance is the maximum. Line is the right size to get the bait down to the perfect depth. Make sure the crankbait's running right. Make sure the crankbait's at the perfect depth. Make sure the hooks are sharp. Make sure the split rings are good. There's a million variables. And and I was thinking, I'm like, that's just stupid. You know, when I first read it, I was like, that's dumb. There's no one, that doesn't mean shit. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything with, you know, you can catch just as many with whatever. So, you know, that was dumb Tyler. Well, now it's like, I'm thinking... Well, I've lost a couple fish on crankbaits. Everybody has. But what if two of those fish would have not fallen off had it been for better hooks? Now, that's a two-fish improvement. Now, let's say my line was the correct depth. You know, maybe my line was the right size so the crankbait can get down just a little bit deeper and it can get to the where the fish are. And that's a three- or four-fish improvement. So then, let's say there's not a nick in the line and you don't snap one or two more fish off during the day because you're constantly checking your line. So that's another two, three fish improvement. Now the line casting distance is better. So you're in the strike zone longer, maybe another two or three, four fish improvement. And it adds up. Every single thing adds up. And now you're looking at someone who had an okay day to somebody who had an outstanding day just because they were so conscious of everything that they were doing. And that's true in every single situation in life. Now you improve on just little tiny things that don't seem like they mean a lot. But adding it all up means an absolute – it's just an outstanding outstanding improvement. So so that was uh, really awesome. Uh, that's the type of stuff that I want you guys to post. I completely, honestly, unexpected source, and I don't mean that in any disrespect to Mark, but it was just, just strange how all of a sudden one of my old college buddies is commenting on my stuff, and he's never – he doesn't have anything to do with bass fishing. So that was really cool. And I definitely want to get uh, the guys down back uh, and hanging out. So that was awesome. Thanks a lot, Mark. Um, now, I called I called Teddy, Toad Jr. I call him like every, every I don't know, every other day. And I'm constantly talking with him and stuff. So I was like, hey, dude, I'm doing a practice podcast tonight. I'm going to post. I decided I'm going to post it. So um, do you got any um, ideas on what I should do? And we brought up a few things. And it's kind of, it, it, it was whatever. And. And we got into a topic about, uh, he said, well, what about the companies that copy baits and like the molds and stuff like that? And then they introduce them into the, as theirs and they just name them different. And he goes there, that just limits innovation and there's no innovation anymore when people are doing that. And I, and I said, no, I, you know, and I, and I just, I was like, I don't really agree. I don't really want to talk about that on the podcast. Well, <laughs> turns out I'm like, it got into this huge rant about it. And, you know, it's it, the thing is, is that, yeah, companies do that. Obviously, companies do that. Every company has their version of a Senko, and that's known. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't believe. I don't, agree, I don't agree that there's anything wrong with that. Because if you're looking, I don't know, if something's successful, a company's going gonna, to gonna knock it off. You know, it, they, they better just to keep up with competition. So when you do that continuously, you improve on something and maybe your product is now better. That's just the way the world works. 
and you know, so I got on this, you know, and I, I, uh, I brought up, you know, Victoria's Secret didn't invent yoga pants, but I'm pretty sure nobody's complaining that they stole that idea. I mean, because I'm not gonna sit here and do your do a yoga pants judging session, but, uh, but yeah, so that was basically what what I kind of equated it to, and you know, he he was talking about, uh about how there's I, I said there's no innovation left there's no room there's not a oops let me just rethink my rethink my thoughts here there's there's not many new places to go in the industry like uh let me just write down because i just remembered i want to talk about shallow water <laughs> um not many new places to go in the industry because you got your basics that always work, your flukes, your sinkos, your brush hog type deals, your tubes. There's nowhere to go, but it, and tubes work. So obviously a company's going to have every company's going to have their version of a tube. Just because Gitsit invented it doesn't mean Gitsit's only going to be the ones that have the tube because Gitsit right now in my opinion doesn't have the best one. And I'm not going to say who I think is the best tubes out there, but you know, whatever. So it, it's just you can improve a little bit here, a little bit there, and this reverts back to the Kevin Van Dam thing where you just improve a little bit on everything, and all of a sudden, eventually, towards the end, you got this gem of this product where 50 different companies might have had their had their hand in it, but now it's this excellent product. Now, look at electronics. Everybody thought, oh, there's nowhere else to go. Well, then all of a sudden, side imaging comes along. Oh, well, there's no way there's nowhere else to go. 360 imaging comes along. Oh, there's nowhere else to go. And this is back and forth between Hummer, Murder, and Lawrence, the two major electronics companies. And now spot, spot shot, hot shot, something. I don't don't even remember what the new one is from Lawrence. You stick it on the front, and you can actually see way in front of your boat now. So I don't know. That that to me is just is just out unbelievable. And that that products like look at McDonald's and Burger King. Burger King spends zero money on marketing. They don't spend any money on marketing. McDonald's does. Guess what Burger King does? Copies everything McDonald's does. <laughs> and they're a legitimate, crazy good business. I'm not saying one one's better than the other. I don't prefer to really even eat it either. But it's just, okay, if McDonald's goes to, an, goes to a place, there's chances are there's going to be a Burger King right near the McDonald's. It just That's just the way that works. And McDonald's can't do anything about it. So there's nothing wrong with, Stealing the idea of, of another product if you want to, one, can stay in business because you have to just do that. And you know what? Then companies, I think that almost, anything that drives companies to come up with something different. So they're the innovators because because generally innovators are the ones that people stay loyal to. Look at the Sweet Beaver. I don't really use Sweet Beavers anymore, but that was an innovator. And I know so many people that stick to Sweet Beavers just because they were the first ones. And they work for they were they were great, but so that's just another one one example. Now you got you got products coming out that it, it just plastics especially. If you want to go on a if anybody that's a non fisherman comes down and has these stigmas about us and saying everything's luck, go on tacklewarehouse.com and look at the plastics page. And there are thousands of different variations of different things specific for different different techniques and it's just insane how many actual things exist now when i was talking about stigmas with teddy too and 
up here especially it's not not that way down south i haven't gotten the the uh the impression of this at all but down there a fisherman's a fisherman whether that be crappie fishing bluegill fishing bass fishing they all kind of respect there's a mutual respect there and they all kind of like each other and they all kind of understand each each thing because they kind of all dabble in it like i've seen plenty of night you know z9s and then six crappie poles laying out and they're you know so someone's obviously a bass fisherman and then he's crappie fishing on the same time and, and there, there's a lot of crossover down there whereas up here there's like no crossover it's kind of strange there's you're, there's there is a small crossover between a musky fisherman and a bass fisherman just because they're so similar and what they but at the same time they're so different but there there is a crossover there but other other types of fishing like you got guys that just fish for food and and they don't respect us at all there's they it's just some weird thing and and there's just certain ways people there's certain things that and i'm not and i'm generalizing right now like i said i wouldn't but so but the unfortunate thing is is that the normal like the public even the public down in alabama kind of understand even though they don't bass fish they understand the sport a little bit and they understand people are serious about it up here we have the opposite way if you talk to some non-bass fishermen like I try to try to get like someone says, Oh, Oh, you fished a tournament. Well, how many did you catch? Only five. Well, I'll, and it's just like, they don't, there's nothing. They, they think fishing is just me sitting with my cutoff t-shirt. Sorry, Ted. Um, <laughs> and sitting in my cutoff t-shirt, my jean shorts, laying back, opening a beer, casting a bob out and sitting in my tin boat. That's so not the truth. And we, we get that. And people think, oh, fishing. Well, that's kind of stupid. Well, then once you actually get to talking about it and they're just like, oh, so that's like a thing. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't know. It's hard for me to, uh, to, to even like Casey. I know Casey even stopped trying to even explain it because people just don't understand. And that's what we are up here now. And it, it's come to that, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully I didn't know that this podcast reached non-bass fishermen. Apparently it does. So that's a good sign, I think. And hopefully we need somebody that can we, – we can start talking about bass fishing in a way that everybody can understand instead of just trying to be all conceited and saying, oh, well, you bat, I bass fish you, you. You know, like the common misconception that we have, we're just kind of a bunch of douchebags that – run people over with our boats and don't care about anything but that is the absolute furthest from the truth if anything we respect the water more than than anybody and we respect our fish we respect what we're after we respect the animal we respect the habitat we respect everything now i kind of got i brought this up i don't remember who i was even talking with but so up in stevens point it's a really it's a college full of outdoorsmen that's where i went to college uw stevens point and you got your hunters, your fishermen, your, ba your bass fishermen. And I didn't even know bass fishermen exist. I was actually going to lunch and talking about bass fishing to some guy, and he didn't even care about tournaments. And then my buddy Salisbury's behind me and says, oh, you fish bass tournaments? Why don't you come to the meeting? Well, promptly I go to the meeting, quit track and field, and my life has been over ever, ever since then. But – so anyways, you got your your big mix of people and you got your arrogant guys and you got your, you know, there's douchebags in every in everything. There, you're going to be a douchebag in anything you do. So I'm sitting in one of my comm classes one of these times and I had, I, I whatever, I wear fitted hats sometimes and I like to dress nice. And so I'm wearing 
whatever, tight jeans, not tight jeans, but like good jeans, nice shirt, backwards fitted hat. I got my nerd glasses on, so I look like I'm a tool. I'm kind of, I, I, you can judge me if you want from a distance. I look like a douchebag sometimes, and that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fully okay with admitting that. But so then there's this, this big, big dude dipping his mouth, camel jacket, you know, that kind of thing. Nothing against any of that, but this guy just had this pissy look on his face, and he looked like he was mad at the world, and I just, of course, me liking, con- not conflict, but I like I like just social experiments, so anyways, there was a, we had an exercise to do, and he, him and I, are, I'm interviewing him, and I'm supposed to introduce him to the crowd, or to the, the class, and he says, or I, I asked him about fishing, because I was like, oh, I assume you hunt, and he goes, yeah, of course I do, I'm like, Thanks a lot, dickhead. Like, right next guy, I was like, so do you fish too? And I kind of wanted to open this up and try to get him to talking about something that I enjoy too, clearly. And he goes, uh, yeah. And he looked at me with just this disdain because he had a Vexilar hat on, which is an ice fishing, um, uh, ice fishing flasher. It's a unit. It's whatever. Who cares? So they go, okay, what do you do? And he's explaining. He goes, do you, do you really care? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm interested to hear about your fishing. And he he was just like, well, you know, I go fishing all the time. I'm on the water more than anybody. And and he's just being this just an asshole the whole time. And I'm just like, what is this guy's problem? So then I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. I And I, I'm trying to st- stick with it because I'm trying to stay, remain professional, whatever. So he goes, what, do you fish? Or I, I said, oh, yeah, dude, I fish too. And he goes, oh, yeah, okay. And he just gives me this look. And I'm like, no, man, I, I fish quite a bit, and, you know, it's like my life. And he's just like, no, you don't. This, why are you even lying? And he was just, for whatever reason, it was some <laughs> just stick up his ass. He didn't believe me that I was fishing because I was dressed a certain way. And I'm like, and then at this point, I'm just like, screw it. I'm not going to be nice with this guy. And, he, and I'm like, well, no, I fish every single day. And he goes, Okay, I doubt very seriously that you fish more than me. And we end up getting in this argument that he could beat me at bass fishing. And it's like, if your whole goal is to be better than me at something, what are you doing? Why are you fishing? That's the whole not the point. If someone's better than me, I'm not going to sit there and brag up that, you know, oh, well, you know, whatever. I'm happy for that person. And that's kind of stems down to the brotherhood that we have. And so I'm like, you know, if you if you sell yourself as the best at something, or or people fear you in this industry, it's like you know what, g- go fuck yourself, man. It doesn't that 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 kind of attitude is not going to stay with anything. So people and people realize that. Um, but yeah, so okay, now I'm down to the shallow water thing. <laughs> I call this uh, segment no segue. Um, so at, at Defoe is talking about how he doesn't fish much shallower or much deeper than six feet he rarely you know he, he has confidence and just shallow water fishing and you know he obviously will do things that will if if he has no chance like on lake erie or something he's gonna go try and but he knows he's not gonna win out out deep so he he's just gonna be like well i'll fish for a top 50 out deep because i know i'm not better than aaron martins or edwin evers for that matter but this gave me extreme confidence because i've been having this argument with a lot of people lately is that I stay shallow like 85 to 90% of the time because I know I'm not better than somebody if I'm fishing deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's say hypothetically 
it's a crankbait bite. And there's also wood to be flipped that you can catch fish off of. And Kevin Van Dam's fish in the tournament. This is totally hypothetical. Obviously, I don't fish against Kevin Van Dam yet. But so he's cranking. I could either, A, go crank and try to beat Kevin Van Dam at what he's the best at. Or I can go flip and potentially, you know, take a top 10 doing what I know I'm good at and I know I'm confident in. Now, I think that that, that, that article really, like, totally changed my perception on everything. And, and now I'm completely comfortable with staying up shallow all the time. I like the frog and I like the flip. Those are the two things I'm good at. My, my depth finder isn't even on half the time. So, so that uh, article really gave me, gave me confidence. And, and that's obviously half more than half the battle here, but uh, let's see where we're at here. Um, hopefully I can edit this up. It's, it's 36 minutes, 37 minutes. I think that's, that's probably good for the first uh, practice episode. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. It's it's uh, going to continue to be on iTunes. Once again, check out Potomatic, you know, our BassSquadCorp.Potomatic.com. You can check out all our old episodes. Um, I think I got I got twelve. There's probably plenty of plenty of time on there if you guys want to look at it. I don't think I'm gonna. I, I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's a decision right now. Um, so yeah, so check that out. Um, our website is doing good. We got blog section in there. We got. Our t-shirts are going pretty good. We're, we're limited quality quantities left of t-shirts and sweatshirts, so we'll be restocking those soon. Uh, Twitter is doing good. We got almost 800 followers, which is completely unbelievable to me that we have that many in this short period of time. So, thanks a lot. Please uh, continue to support us. Um, I don't know what else to say. It it, it it's just an absolute. I, I sit here and I'm doing this and talking and. I don't mean to get like weird and spiritual, but it's just strange to me when I'm starting to do this, all of a sudden I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm at peace and I can just, I'm doing this and it's people are, I'm, I'm like out of my body and I'm like high doing this. Like it, it's, it's a strange, strange feeling and it, it just, something channels through me and this is just so much fun to do. And, and I want to continue doing this and that's why I went, went completely apeshit on, on buying, <laughs> buying equipment. So so now I got the good stuff going down, and hopefully you guys can hear that and appreciate that. And uh, I'm gonna keep them free. This is 100% me doing something that I'm that I enjoy doing, not something that I expect to get paid for. So this is just whatever. It, it's it's great, and it's it's not for the money. I mean, Rogan bought Joe Rogan's podcast. I listen to. You can download that on iTunes as well. Um, he was talking about you see pictures of these Wall Street guys and these guys making two million three million dollars and there's just their hair is gray and they got frowns on their faces all the time they're always stressed out and he was talking about this thing where he was researching bows and there was a guy that he ran across on a small online store that was selling mongolian bow and arrows he got the specifics right of the genghis khan era bow and arrows and he said the guy barely makes twenty thousand dollars a year doing this but the guy's got the biggest smile on his face because he's making fucking Mongolian bows and arrows because he loves to do it. And you know, that's just that's just the complete spirit of what I'm doing and I love I love this and I a hundred percent you guys have no idea how much I appreciate the support and how much Bass Squad appreciates the support and letting letting us do this because I feel like if we weren't getting support it something may have died and, and I'm glad that this this stayed and I am really excited to see what it holds in the future. So so I'm gonna get going um Thanks a lot and uh, peace out. We will, I will hopefully be adding, <laughs> adding some stuff, but this is just the first practice episode, the pilot episode, if you will. 
Um, yeah, thanks a lot. 39 minutes coming down right about now. They're off 40 minutes coming down right about now. So, peace.